Welcome to True and Unpolished. Through this podcast, our intention is to uplift, amuse, and inspire you to create more of a life you'll love. Let's get authentic, everybody. I'm going to read you a little story. It's Deepak Chopra, and it's from his book. He tells the story in the book, How to Know God. Some months ago, I was in my office looking over a project that needed some cover art, but I knew no professional illustrators. As soon as I had the thought, I wonder whom I can find, the phone rang. It was my grown daughter, Malika, calling from India. And when I mentioned my problem, she immediately suggested an Irish artist named Suzanne Malcolm. Neither of us had any idea where she lived. I hung up and thought nothing more about it until that afternoon when a publisher friend called from London. On the off chance, I asked if he knew Suzanne Malcolm, but he didn't. An hour later, he found himself at a cocktail party when the person next to him got a call. The person put the phone to his ear and said, Suzanne? My publisher friend gave in to a sudden impulse. Could that possibly be Suzanne Malcolm you're talking to? He asked, astonishingly, It was. My friend took down her telephone number and also asked her to call me. By this time, we are still on the same day. I had flown to Los Angeles for a scheduled lecture. I was early, however, so I pulled my rental car over to the curb. I had no idea exactly where I was. Checking my messages on the phone, I found one from Suzanne Malcolm. This was good news, and I dialed the number she had left me. Hello, a woman's voice answered. Suzanne, I said, introducing myself. I was wondering whether you could fly over from Dublin. I think I have an art assignment for you. Well, actually, I'm not in Ireland at the moment. I'm in Los Angeles. Really? Where are you staying? I asked. I'm not sure, she replied. Oh, yes, it's 3312 Dominic. I looked outside the car window and felt a shudder pass through me. I was parked directly in front of her house. Now that is some synchronicity. And now take a listen to Carrie Graves, Mary, and I talk about our experience of synchronicity. In uh, the psychology of Carl Jung, uh, synchronicity is a meaningful coincidence. Yes. And take of that what you will, because coincidence, sometimes that word, we dismiss it as not anything, but, but meaningful coincidence is how synchronicity is defined. And maybe Mary, you would add something to that. I don't know. Well, I would say that my understanding is that, and also it, it generally is a coincidence, a meaningful coincidence that occurs from your inner world. So your thoughts, dreams, and inner experiences that is a reflected in your outer world so signs animal sightings oracles Mm -hmm. um, relationships Mm -hmm. anything can Mm -hmm. have a um, synchronistic message in it so mary you have a true story and it has to do with synchronicities and coincidences is that right right and i don't you know i don't know that this is like the best story of synchronicity, but it's such a good story. I thought that in here, the synchronicity for me was that I was reading Eckhart Tolle's books, A New Earth and The Power of Now. I mean, that was when my daughter was like two. I mean, she was little and we had gone to shopping at 
um, a department store that was in a strip mall. We're kind of standing in the front-ish area, but um, all of a sudden the building started vibrating. Mm. And I was like, I've never experienced an earthquake before, but I was like, oh my gosh, this must be an earthquake. And it was this intense vibration. And all of a sudden, this explosive sound happens. And through the concrete wall, a car comes busting through the concrete wall and drives right past us in the store. I'm not, you're saying in the store, right? Like right. The car drove in, in the store. <laughs> it drove into the store and then it just went to the end. I mean, to the back of the store and stopped. <laughs> and the whole I, length of the store? Yes, it was such. <laughs> what? I'm just wondering how I missed this, but go, go. Okay. So yeah, you've not, I've never told you this story before. No. Well, maybe you have, I don't remember anything anymore. I don't know what's wrong with me. Okay. So go ahead. (laughs) So so yeah, it was okay. So I had the reason I brought up the power of now and a new earth books is those books are really about living in the moment, Mm -hmm. like the power of living right in this moment. And it was the first time in my life that something potentially traumatic, I mean, that could have been very traumatic for me personally. And it was for the people in that store. I mean, there was a lot of hysteria. Nobody was injured. Thank goodness. And I'm not really sure what happened with the driver, why why that happened. But in that moment, I was completely present for the first time in my life in a you know pretty traumatic kind of experience it was like that book those books were coming to life so are you saying that that what you thought was an earthquake preceded the car coming in or it right I didn't know what was happening but okay Okay. the, the so the building started vibrating and to me that's what I would have imagined an earthquake being like. Sure. Got it. So it was a there was a concrete, you know, cinder block wall. Um, and so you couldn't see what was happening on the outside of the wall. Uh, you just feel this vibration. And what what was happening is the car was pushing against the wall. It's like the driver fell asleep with a foot on the gra- gas or something. Right. So so that's that's the reason for the vibration. And then it just, the, the car came busting through the wall. What I love about moments like that is it jars you into presence. Like even if you're pretty well unconscious, most of the time, like, uh, yesterday, um, my husband and I had an outing and we went and like, I did this double take cause there was a like lighted tree, you know, Christmas ornaments and I look and the tree is upside down like the tree uh, tree (laughs) was upside down and I it took me a minute to like understand what I was looking Mm -hmm. at and I stopped I'm looking and I'm like 
that tree's upside down. And then I look up and I'm looking at the guy who sits at the front desk who clearly has watched people <laughs> have this done moment. this on purpose. Yeah. It's like, and has watched people have this moment before. Cause I look at him and he just smiles and shakes his head and looks down like, Oh yeah. And I thought about it after I'm like, gosh, I wish there was more like that, you know, that just yeah. like, will just snap, wake you up. I mean, mine clearly was a little more subtle than a car driving through the mall. Well, it was very bizarre because I have, always been terrified of life you know things like that happening mm. and it didn't at all it was more like this magical mystical moment where you know I was witness to the experience and it was a gift of presence you know being in the moment yeah when everybody around me was hysterical yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even, I just kind of walked outside, you know, I kind of read the room and then, you know, people were kind of running around freaking out and I just was like, wow. And I left. I mean, that was it. That was <laughs> yep. the end of the waters. I that love just it. happened. <laughs> experience. Mary, you just gave me an aha. I think when we're living in the present and it's so cool that we're approaching this from this direction and not attached to outcomes that were more open for synchronicity. Oh yeah. So that's yes. my segue. Um, I have a story. I have so many, I keep saying, I'm going to write them all down one day of my journey, um, through my professional life to where I am now in Baltimore. Mm. But a quick story is, um, I, uh, Oh my gosh, there's a couple synchronicities in this. So before I was in Baltimore, I worked for the Diocese of Upper South Carolina. And before that, I ran the bookstore at Trinity Cathedral in Columbia. And um, I was in discernment for kind of what I was going to do next and with my life. And I was dreaming about Paris all the time. Mm. And I was like, what is this? what's going on? I mean, to me, Paris is freedom. It's like big goals. It's amazing place. Um, unreachable, almost unattainable, mm -hmm. uh, but something to aspire to. Mm -hmm. and, and I've been there before. So one day I was working at the cathedral and somebody came in who was a French exchange student. I was like, oh my God, okay. That was a synchronicity because not only was I having these dreams, but here comes one walking and waking life. Long story short, I decided to Google the American Cathedral in Paris and see if they had any jobs. <laughs> and nice. they were hiring a communications community relations person. Oh, so while I was working at the bookstore, yeah, which is what I do, I taught myself how to build websites, how to do social media. This was like, you know, 2000, I don't know. 2010 or something when I, I wasn't really skilled at all of that. So I built myself essentially a communications resume, which was not my current field and applied for the job. And I've never heard anything that fine. It's not attached to outcomes, but this is what came of it. I can't include all the details because we'd be here for an hour and a half, but ultimately I got a job in communications, working for the Diocese of Upper South Carolina. And when that opportunity opened up, 
I had a communications resume for myself, ready to roll. And um, another synchronicity in that process was um, we were doing some remodeling at the cathedral and I didn't have an office. And one day I was messaging a musician friend of mine. I was like, we should have lunch sometime. And we were gonna do it a certain day. And then the day changed and uh, he and I never go to lunch ever. So this was like a first. And then I was like, you pick where we're gonna go. And he picked, uh, he picked Drip on Main Street in downtown Columbia. I'd never been there. And uh, we walked up and I saw my boss, the Dean of the Cathedral, and I froze. I had not, I had told him that I was um, discerning this job for the diocese. And he he said, well, that's great. You know, he was supportive, but we, we didn't really have a chance to talk about it. And when I saw him there, I was like, oh, this is a, a synchronicity. Yeah. So after my friend and I ate. They're not I always as you, magical as we. <laughs> it's magical. And I, I could see it happening in the moment. It wasn't in retrospect. After my friend and I ate lunch, my friend left. And I could tell that my boss was waiting for me, uh, that he wanted to talk and we had mm -hmm. the best talk i had a chance to really connect with him about my past communications experience and really why i was doing this and it just felt really important in the time at the time and there just there were so many moments yeah. like that on my journey so yeah. that's the thing about synchronicities uh, you know you mentioned well i can't go into all of it or we'll be here all day the thing about synchronistic stories is there's so many details that actually make up one big synchronicity that's my experience of them anyway yeah and i also think that there is a you kind of pointed to this carrie you uh and mary you said magical you know um, like this mystical magical experience i feel like there mm -hmm. there is a quality to synchronicities like or, mm, a quality to the moment like almost um being in the seat of the watcher is my experience like when it's happening i uh so i'm thinking of one in particular and it was right before i had no idea that i was moving out of state i had not even met um my husband who eventually would be the cause of my going out of state but <laughs> i did i i had no you know designs on that but i kept seeing billboards and of course the billboard was there but something about it like clicked it like triggered and no, yeah the wrong word but like um it went look and i thought huh like i'd see a billboard with like a plane that's like you're going places you know it's something oh, like yeah. that you know and then yeah i remember mayor and i it was actually she and i were in the car and we were driving and i looked up and really just knew that i was supposed to look at the the road signs and this is a place that I've grew up that I grew up in and so I'm looking at the green street signs and it's like um you know it said Florida street Delaware it was all like names of states and we were yeah. passing them and I was like and I could feel that I was going to be going through states I was going to be going by states and eventually wow. my husband and I not long after that would meet and then drive cross country together from South Carolina that. to California. So yeah, when I later was moving to Maryland, um, I had this amazing aha moment. Well, before I was moving, I saw the job and I just knew I was supposed to apply for it. Yes. 
whether I got it or not, wasn't worried about the outcome. I just knew. Yeah. And went through the process and things really seemed like they were rolling. It felt magical. And my husband and I had lived in our house for 17 years and there was a neighbor's mailbox. So I didn't know their, I didn't know their name. Mm. And I looked up one day and the mailbox said the name, the last name of my now boss oh. in great North, which is the street <laughs> they lived on. And I was like, <gasps> And then uh, one day we were driving to Charlotte to visit family and I just looked up and it said like Sutton Avenue, which is my bishop's name. And I was like, oh, I mean, just yeah. things kept happening. And I was like, I've driven to Charlotte a million times and probably seen that sign. Like something you had done before, but there was this kind of surrealness to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. That quality. That is one of my favorite things about both of y'all is because you're open to it. And, um, but this is what I wanted to say before, like that experience I had at the store with the car going through, mm -hmm. there was a similar experience. I was out running and this deer literally crossed my path. It was like a buck with, oh, yeah. you know, big antlers and when I say literally crossed my path, it ran right straight in front of me and I could feel the antlers brush my face. Oh, wow! It wasn't, wow. you know, obviously it didn't hit me, but it was, I mean, I was running, he was running and it was just right there. Oh yes. Yeah. And I've had these big moments like this, like the car and the, the deer. So but then I also have these quiet periods. Mm. I don't know if that is true for y'all or, or not, but, um, I, but I wonder, because I think when it first happens, life is like here, you know, you start to awaken and life is like, here's some big signs, mm -hmm. you know, here's some little <laughs> street signs, here's some literal billboards, mm -hmm. like <laughs> getting our attention. And I think that's what <laughs> nightmares do too. It's like, mm -hmm. hello, I'm trying to get your attention. <laughs> yep. But then a lot of times it's more of the subtle stuff. Yeah, there's subtle. And then too, one of the things I was going to say about that is that um, I will use not having a bunch of synchronicities as like proof that I'm clearly not spiritual enough. Like when I go through those periods, yes. my first thought is, oh my gosh, what are you doing wrong? Why are you not being done by life? Like what is happening? You know? And so it's nice to hear you say, Mary, there's something wrong with you, Lydia. <laughs> All right, good. We've confirmed it. There's definitely. <laughs> I love what's happened in this conversation about being open and not being attached to outcomes, which is part of being open because Yes, whenever I try to live by expectations or overthink something, it doesn't work and I don't yeah. get what I need. Yeah. And so I've learned that over time. Now I'm human, so I fall back into those periods mm -hmm. where, yeah, whatever, I'm extra stressed and just not, you know, not in that place of alignment. So I try to really notice that and grab the reins and try to get, even if it takes, a couple of weeks or five minutes just try to get back in alignment so that i can be open um, even to the smallest synchronicities which can be as simple as like i really needed a cup of coffee today and my best friend at work texted me and was at starbucks you know just yes. like yeah oh, i really needed that right now and it just 
it just worked out. Yeah. To me, that's like what they say about living with gratitude. You know, it's the same kind of concept. I mean, you can just be like, well, that's a coincidence. I mean, you know, things like that happen, big deal and brush it off. Mm -hmm. But then you lose the magic. Mm -hmm. And it's not true. I mean, it's the, it's, um, so the coincidence thing reminds me of the Albert Einstein quote. It says there are two ways to look at the world as if nothing is a miracle or as if everything is. Yeah. And yes. Right. What would you rather? That's right. What kind of life would you rather live? Right. A right. cynical, and, you know, nothing's a miracle. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we lose the magic, we also lose out because I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't pay attention. Yes. To those things. Now I may have missed other opportunities too, but you know. Yeah, um, that's true. But so I, I don't know, but you know, I believe there are many paths to an end and I don't really worry about that. But um if I just didn't pay attention to any of it, oh my yeah. gosh. As you were talking, Carrie, I had this aha moment and that was that right. And we talk about this all the time, and you know, everything's a metaphor. So, uh, you know, you were saying, well, when I overthink something um, or I try to make it happen, it just doesn't work out. It just doesn't work out. And I, because you were saying that and I wasn't identified with it because I do it all the time, but usually I'm identified with it. But because I could hear you say that, I went, oh, the metaphor is it's good that it didn't work because life was telling us you're not doing this. (laughs) Like if you want the good stuff, stop doing it you know <laughs> that's right be done by life yes it is yeah yes and that is yeah if we can learn to see that and that is a way of living life unpolished I think if you think about it, it, it you know when you're trying to control it that's yeah. like polishing the stone but when you're open to just the raw you know beauty of what's going to come along then um then the gifts come Yes, yes. And I think that synchronicities can mean lots of different things. This is what I wanted to ask you guys Mm -hmm. about, Um, you know, because I we think, well, what's the meaning of the synchronicity? And I think that they have individual meanings. There can be themes um, Mm -hmm. to what they mean, but that each one has a very specific reason for showing up. So um, you know, and yes, if you go out to the broad view, it shows the interconnectedness of life and that mm-hmm. we're connected and that there's more here than meets the eye. But the synchronicity itself is a message. And sometimes the message yeah. is just look for the magic. But what do you guys think? What do you think synchronicities mean? Like when you're seeing them, what, what does that mean? Uh, I, th- I think exactly what you said. I think that um, it's just a reassurance. Well, it's a reassurance. It's an affirmation. Um, it does teach you to live in gratitude, like Mary said, um, especially when you acknowledge it. And uh, it's guidance. Yeah. It's guidance that's there. Well, I think it's, we, uh, I look at them and I would guess that Carrie's the same, but I look at them the same way that we look at dreams. There's multiple layers. Mm. And so yeah. I think this would be a yes and. Yes, it can be very specific, like a, like a literally pointing out a sign, but also it can be the same as dreams. Like as soon as you uncover one layer, 
then there's something deeper underneath that. Yeah. Oh, that's a great way to say it. That's right. right. Yeah. And really it's like in dream work, it's all part of the same thing. It's all coming from, you know, however you want to personally define it from the creator, from the unconscious. Yes. Right. But it's different ways of manifesting and, and has many layers. To me, the, one of the biggest things it says to me is you're on the right track. Like everything's working out. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So, so hawks, uh, hawks is some hawks are something that show up for me all the time. And it started in 2014 when I was going through a very painful divorce and it is amazing how much, how frequently I see them. Of course, any bird of prey, I would label as a hawk because I don't, (laughs) (laughs) that's the best I can do. But, uh, so, um, but the message is for me, a hawk symbolizes, um, their messenger of spirit. And every time I see one, it's a reminder to stop and notice, notice the thought that I just had, Mm -hmm. notice what is coming next. And, and I think we can attack, we attach like specific meaning to those signs in our own life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then also if we hold on to that one meaning, then we might miss what else is there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So Mary bunnies are like that for me, like rabbits in the field. They're pure magic. But I've had these moments and one of the moments when I was taking my job at the Diocese of Upper South Carolina, where I saw three rabbits and I just knew like this is big change coming and same thing for Maryland rabbits. And I like what you're saying to be an open to the other meanings of when I see them when I'm going on a run and there's not some big thing on my mind, you know, but, but I try to at least catch the energy yes. when I'm going by, like I need rabbit, rabbit medicine right now. So yeah. for whatever it's worth, at least honor it real quick. I agree. And I'll tell you that I have an animal story and it doesn't have any specific meaning attached to it even now. Um, It's not, it's just what I know to be a very profound, important moment. And I, and it's an animal. uh, And it was when we were driving across country and there were so many synchronicities with us driving across country. Like it was just, wow. and, and honestly, Ooh, now that I say that, I think the reason sometimes the reason why we mm, experience more is because we need more encouragement. Like if I ever needed a time in my life to be reassured that I was on the right path, it was then. And yes. boy, did the yeah. universe show up and like, give me all these signs. And that just came to me as I was talking about it. Um, and I like that. I'm so glad that that came to me because now when I start to beat me up for not having synchronicity, I can be like, it's because you don't need any, you're doing so well. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't beat you up. No. That's right. So what happened is we had stopped at this uh park it's like an amphitheater I don't know it was like Tennessee we had no idea where we were and uh this is before like smartphones were like all over the place and so uh one of the things that I had been doing is I'd been inspired I'd done all these paintings and I had them in the trunk and I kept being inspired to like leave them at different places and so I left one 
Um, and it was the angelfish one, Mary. I don't know if I ever yeah. told you this. Um, because it was a amphitheater where people would go like for something like a retreat or a workshop. Mm-hmm. And I was putting it there to say, this is, you know, yes, this is going to happen. You know, I'm going to leave it right now, uh. but it's going to happen. And then I walked out and there was this creek, you know, and I'm walking up and down the creek. And then I sat, sat down and I am not kidding. A squirrel literally walked up to me and then looked at me, sat down and was staring at me. And I was like, <laughs> this squirrel is just staring at me. Like he's not looking, he's literally looking into my eyes. And for me, it felt like it was five minutes. It probably was 10 seconds. I don't know, but wow. I knew that it was big. Like, I'm like, yeah, holy cow. Like I'm St. Francis of Assisi now. I don't know what happened. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to remember what squirrel, I have one card, what squirrel means. It's like, it's like believe in yourself, the the cards that I have. Well, there's a a gathering and, you know, a gathering that squirrels do. Oh, cool. You know, they, they gather and they store for the future oh sure oh yeah which would be kind of in line with where where you were in that um but I I actually have pulled it up right here oh cool Um, you have accumulated wisdom and experience and are surrounding by all you need ah that's an abundance of resources awesome are available to you and it's synchronistic we, that I'm inspired. I was inspired to tell you for the first time, Mayor, that it yeah. was an angelfish because we're collaborating again, you know, right. a little older, a little wiser. Oh, I love that. Right. As we're closing out and then maybe we can each share about creating more. Uh, I also, when I met, there were so many around the meeting of my husband uh, and <laughs> He would be fine with me saying this. And I've only now recently believed them to be good. Oh, no, I'm teasing. At the time I did, I was very <laughs> excited. And then I'm like, why did the signs let me down? Um, not because he did, but because, you know, life in general and marriage and what that is. And now we're living this magical kind of existence. But, it, you know, there's lots of work to get there. Um, and so I uh, was down like by the water and I was thinking about him and wondering about him. Like, is he the one? But I always thought somebody was the one. And so I kind of didn't trust myself. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you thought like 10 million people were the one. So it's probably not the one. And I'm walking and I get to the edge of the river and down and I look down and there is a shirt with the back on the back. It said single. And then his last name is Singleton. Mine is now too. But it said single. And then I was like, oh, maybe that's a sign. And then I said, no, no, it's not a sign. You always think everybody's the one. And then I walked a little bit further and it said, uh, I saw a water bottle that said number one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Goosebumps. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's Thanks amazing. for listening. And I just want to say my husband is wonderful and lovely. How is everybody creating more? For me, it's just constantly working on awareness. And also um, when something happens, like I see an animal or something like that, I, I go and look it up. I might draw it. I might, you know, paint it. Just something to deepen that experience of the magic of, of an encounter. And uh, 
you know, I don't do that with everything like encounters with people, but it, that practice of awareness and honoring the image or the symbol when you can, I think helps, helps yeah. create more in life. Mary, I think this is, you know, kind of what we were talking about last week, um, you know, with um, trust in our intuition and, yeah. you know, the more you trust your intuition, the more intuition you get and the more right. you notice the signs, um, the more you get, like Mary was talking about in the beginning. And I think Mary too, you pointed to the gratitude piece of it. So just noticing when it happens and feeling, pausing for a moment to feel the gratitude that life is talking to you and that right. you are a interconnected with all of this, that is going to draw more to you. Okay. I try to ask the animals if they have anything to tell me. Like I'll stop. And if a bunny's looking at me from, you know, the side bunny side eye, yeah. I try to, you know, stand back enough to not scare it off. Yeah. Let's look it in the eye and tell it I love it and ask it if it has anything to tell me. And sometimes they sit there like your squirrel, Lydia, for some time. I and love that so much because I <laughs> like I will be like, oh, cute bunny. Okay, hot bye. And like run in to get and like look it up and Google the symbolism for bunny and completely miss the moment with the bunny. I love that. Yeah. It's, you know, that reminder to like pause and say, what are you trying to tell me? Um, and I do that with yeah, other you. things. But when it comes to symbology or things like that, I'm so like trained to go and Google the metaphor. So I love that advice. So everybody talk to Me. the bunnies. Talk to the hawks that may or may not be hawks. <laughs> Talk to the squirrels. I love it. I love it. Draw, uh, write, create. Yes. Calls, yeah. listen. Yes. Yeah. And Mary, you have really taught that to me so well. Like, and Carrie just pointed to it, but mm -hmm. it's the deepening the experiencing by, you know, using your creativity around it, you know, drawing it. Um, really taking time to seep in it when you're able to, mm -hmm. I think that's another way to create more. And Mary's really, really shown me kind of how to do that. Mary has taught me the same. She's quite the teacher <laughs> and guide. Well, thank y'all. Well, this has been fun. Do we know what we're talking about next time? I don't think we do yet. We don't know. No. We look, we will follow the signs. Well, thank you for being here, uh, Carrie, once again. And thank you all for listening. We are so grateful for you. You have been listening to True and Unpolished, the podcast. Let's see what happens next.